Hey everybody, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Scriptures Revealed podcast. And I am excited, elated to join you all again. Uh, we're going to start a new series and we're going to begin journeying through the book of Titus. And we're going to learn some interesting things. I know it is a book that is often overlooked, a book that is not often studied, but I believe we are going to see some amazing things that God wants to show us. Let's get started. Okay, so let's begin our journey into this book over in the book of Titus. You're going to find it in the New Testament after the book of Second Timothy. Uh, but the story about Titus, we can go there. What I'm going to do in this initial uh, teaching here is kind of set a backdrop for you about the man Titus and about the island of Crete, which is where Titus becomes the bishop and why Paul is writing to him in the epistle of Titus. Um, but I'm going to give you a, some backdrop regarding it, kind of lay a foundation for it so that when we begin to excavate the scriptures in the book of Titus, it will all make sense. Titus is, of course, a convert of the Apostle Paul. Uh, we, we find out in the book of Acts, uh, actually, uh, Titus is mentioned, uh, not directly, but that, that uh, where Paul encounters him through biblical research, we find out it was on one of Paul's journeys that is discussed in the book of Acts. But Titus is mentioned in dealings with uh, the church of Galatia. He's mentioned in dealings with the church of, of Corinth. Uh, and he's definitely mentioned as it pertains to the church on the Isle of Crete. Now, what I want us to begin uh, to put in perspective here is I want us to deal with two aspects as we begin our study. We've got to deal with the territory of the letter, and then we've got to deal with the person of the letter. And that is a, a good rule of thumb when you are studying the scripture, scripture, excuse me, and especially if you're studying the epistles and, and, the, and the letters in the New Testament, you want to look at the territory that's been written to and you want to look at the people or the person that's been addressed. Same thing for the Church of Galatia. If you're going to study the book of Galatians, you want to research and find out information about the area of Galatia. And then you want to find out about the church in Galatia and then put that in the framework for the letter. It, it all makes sense. It'll bring more clarity to you and bring more insight to you. Let's start with uh, uh, the, the, the convert here, Titus. Titus is a convert of the Apostle Paul. Paul led Titus to the Lord Jesus Christ, and then he began to raise Titus in the gospel. He taught Titus the gospel. He trained him in the kingdom. Titus was a close companion of Paul. Uh, even when you when you look at the, the scriptures, you're going to find that Paul and Barnabas were, were uh, apostolic companions. And they traveled around and they ministered it and preached the gospel of the kingdom as apostles and prophets and teachers of this gospel. But who you're going to find hidden in that mixture is Titus. So Titus was very close to Paul. He understood Paul's theology. He understood Paul's character. He understood Paul's commission. He understood Paul's assignment. He understood the spirit of Paul. 
so much so that the Bible says that Paul called Titus uh, a son in the faith. This is a spiritual son of the Apostle Paul. Now, Paul didn't call Titus a spiritual son because he dictated everything about his life or told him everything that he needed to do and what he should do and should not do. No, Titus was a son, watch this, because he understood the commission and was called to the commission of Paul. Uh, and he was raised in it. He was groomed in it. He became one with it. So if Paul couldn't be somewhere, Titus could still be there and it still be an extension of the commission and the mantle of the apostle Paul. So we have this man, Titus, who now the differences between Paul and Titus are this. One of the major differences is that though Paul was called to the Gentiles and though Paul had an anointing and a message for the Gentiles, Paul was a Jew. He was Jewish. He was a, he was a Pharisee. He went to the school of the Pharisees. He was well uh, informed, well educated and well groomed in the doctrines of the law. He understood Moses. He understood the nation of Israel. He himself was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He, he could trace his lineage all the way back to the tribe of Benjamin. Interesting. <laughs> excuse me interesting uh fact about him is because he traced his lineage all the way back to the tribe of benjamin which was the tribe that installed the first king of the nation of israel so there was something uh, uh kingly about this lineage and yet this lineage could not continue the royalty that it was invested with because of disobedience now that is a different message different topic and different time but they lost their royalty because of disobedience and so the royal tribe uh, ended up going uh, to, to David and the line of David and the lineage of David. The Messiah came through the line of David because God said that he would establish David's throne forever. So that is Paul's background in a nutshell as a Jew, well informed. And Paul's spiritual son, one of his spiritual sons is Titus, a man who is not a Jew. A man who did not grow up in the nation of Israel, a man that did not grow up learning the customs and the traditions of the Jews, a man that did not grow up in the culture of a people who had been entrusted with the oracles of God. A man that had not grown accustomed to the sacrifices and the feasts and the festivals and all of, of the religious uh, duties of that of that religion of the Jews, Titus was not accustomed to. He was a Greek. He was, in other words, we would put it this way, it's like somebody in our time and day, somebody, Paul would have been somebody that grew up in church, and Titus would have been somebody that did not grow up in church. Paul would have been somebody that grew up going to every church service, going to every choir meeting, going to, to every uh, uh, missionary meeting, going to every preacher's council, going to every convocation, going to every conference, then going off to seminary and getting multiple on top of multiple degrees. And then Titus would bump into a man that did not grow up in church did not hear about God in his house, uh, did not see religion as something that needed to be a primary focus and attention in his life, uh, lived his own thing, did his own thing, uh, went about life his own way. And out of nowhere, Titus, this man, meets Paul and it changes his life, changes his life radically. What must it have been like to be a man that grew up outside of religion, 
uh, grew up outside of the standards and the parameters of a religion, grew up outside of the standards and the parameters of a God that puts pressure on your humanity, that grew up outside of that. And then meet this man and all of a sudden you feel a call, you feel an urgency, you feel a push, you feel compelled to give your life over to a God that has rules and to a God that has standards and to a God that has parameters and to a God that has boundaries, to a God that you have not grown up knowing. What must Titus have seen in Paul to make him change his entire life? What could he have seen? He, he saw a man that had been radically transformed because though Paul grew up in the church, he had met a God that he had not known. Though Paul had grew up in church, he met a God that he had only read stories about. He met a God that he knew intellectually, but he had not had a hard encounter with until he was on the road to Damascus. Uh, because we forget that though Paul grew up in church and Paul was defending the God he thought he knew until he met him for real. You know, much like a lot of church people in our era and in our time, they are defending a God that they think they know. They think they know God's opinions. They think they know God's proclivities. They think they know God's preferences. But there comes a day in the life of every believer where you meet God for real and everything you once thought about God totally gets turned upside down. And so Titus met this man that said, this God has to be real, that you will live your entire life trying to please, your entire life trying to seek after, your entire life trying to submit to you, and to come into this revelation of this man named Jesus, and all of a sudden everything you ever knew is turned upside down. I want to know. I want to know the God of Paul. I want to know the God of Paul. That is what happened to Titus, a Greek, a non-believer, a non-religious man. He said, I have to know the God of Paul. I want to know this God that you were willing to be a part of religion, to be a part of, of, of the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, grow up in it. And then all of a sudden turn your life over to a man called Jesus. And then you've been given this power, this, this, this encounter you've had, Paul, that totally changed your life. And now I see you raising the dead. And now I see you healing the sick. Now there's an element and a degree of power in your life because there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. And people who know God for real are going to move in power. And so Titus said, I got to know this. God. And so Paul pulled them close and Paul trained him and Paul raised him and Paul groomed him in the gospel. And uh, there was one occasion when they were in the, uh, the, the nation, the area of Galatia. And the Bible says that uh, during that time, because of the doctrinal things that Paul was addressing, uh, Titus was not circumcised. And Paul insisted that Titus did not need to be circumcised because of this encounter with this new uh, revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, OK, these rules that we used to do, uh, those were shadows. They, they, they were trying to tell us something. They were trying to communicate something to us because side note, our God is always communicating something. 
If he's giving you an instruction, he's not just telling you something to do. He's trying to reveal something about himself. And that's very important to remember that your obedience is connected to a revelation of God. It's not just about God trying to get you to do something. It's not just about God trying to get something out of you. It's not just about God trying to get something from you. But he's trying to get a revelation of himself inside of you. We are carriers of the oracles of God. That, that was the mystery of the nation of Israel. Paul said it in the book of Romans. That, that do we do away with the nation of Israel or do we disregard them or do we not honor what God did in their life? And he said, absolutely not. They were carriers <laughs> of the oracles of God. They were carriers. And so now that we've been engrafted and now that we are one new man and we are one new creation, we are carriers of the oracles of God. I'm carrying something. You're carrying something. Every revelation of God is a seed in your belly. Every revelation of God is a seed that is germinating in you. That's why Paul said, I am in travail again until Christ be formed in you. So everything that God is asking of you, everything that God is requiring of you, he's trying to reveal another facet of himself. And every revelation is a seed being planted in your heart that that's going to germinate into a beautiful manifestation of the Christ of the Christ. So I don't study the scriptures just to get head knowledge. I'm studying the scriptures because I want a seed in me that's going to manifest into Christ. I want Christ to be seen in me. So I've got to have more of God revealed to me. I want Christ to be seen in me. So I've got to continue to walk in obedience because every act of obedience is not just about the act. It's about the seed. Okay. So that's what, that's what Paul began to groom. He began to teach Titus these things. And so uh, uh, Paul is continuing his journey and he's going about his journey, going about his way of life and doing things. And, and they come across the end of Paul's life. By the time we get to the book of Titus, we are wrapping up Paul's life. I mean, he has poured his life out. Paul is full of encounters. He's full of revelations. He's, he's established so many churches. He's strengthened so many churches. A lot of the, the letters, some of the letters rather, that Paul writes to these churches are not to churches that he established, but it's churches that he was assigned to strengthen and confirm and, 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 and build up and edify even more. So Paul has been pouring his life out. Like he said in the book of Philippians, he poured his life out like a drink offering and he poured and he poured and he poured and he poured. And so Paul is coming to the end of his life. And so it's going to be very critical what this powerful man begins to pour into the life of his sons, what he begins to pour into the life of those that are going to carry on the commission of, of, of the ministry of Paul, that's going to carry on the message of the kingdom of God, that's going to uphold the banner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's pouring out at the latter part of his life. It's very important to start paying attention to what is Paul communicating. Titus comes on the scene or the, or the epistle of Titus comes on the scene in this context. OK, so Titus, they, uh, Paul is at the uh, end of his life uh, and he's journeying to Rome uh, and he's been made a prisoner of Rome. And, and there are some different scholarly differences on when Paul actually went to this island of Crete. At what point did he make it there? Was this on his way to Rome? Was this after he was a prisoner of Rome? Was he released for a moment and he was able to do some more apostolic work in the in the Greek area? 
that is undecided but what we do know is that he did work there <laughs> and so he gets to this particular island uh we find the story in the book of acts acts 27 i believe uh is that uh, paul is on this journey as a roman prisoner and they're getting ready to go off and travel and and this in the season of the storm now <laughs> i'm a preacher uh, so I'm going to try not to go on a tangent on the fact that the backdrop of this story is in the season of a storm. Some of the most pivotal moments of Paul's life happen in the middle or right after a storm. I know we like to run away from storms. I know we like to ignore storms. I know we want God to protect us from a storm. But sometimes your purpose is right in the eye of the storm. But anyway, so Paul uh, <laughs> is getting ready to leave. Hey, family, were you enjoying that teaching? I hope you were. It is life changing and there's so much more that I have to share. I probably was teaching for about 45 minutes, but I was not able to share all of it on this podcast. If you want the full episode, click the link in the description and join my Patreon family so that you can get the full episode. And once you join, you're going to get full episodes every week. There's no way. Y'all know me. I love the word of God. So I'm probably going to teach long every week, uh, no less than 45 minutes every week. If you want those full episodes, join my Patreon family so that you don't miss out on any of this good revelation. It is life changing. It is life transforming because it's all about the power of the word. See y'all next week.